Hey there everybody and welcome to the Biathlon Podcast. It is Wednesday the 1st of December and I am your host Will Prov. A little uh, later than planned but uh, life gets in the way. Now, this is the second week of action from Ostersund and we have our first taste of head-to-head racing. It's the second set of sprints coming early as they kick off tomorrow then over the weekend it's the first pursuits and the first relays that we'll get to see. Today I'll be looking at those uh, sprint odds, picking my favourites, as well as having a quick look at the relays. We've also got some news of uh, promotions and demotions from the IBU Cup. Uh, Let me know your predictions, whether you agree or disagree with mine, either on Facebook or at the Biathlon Podcast at gmail.com. So, we have got a hell of a weekend in front of us. But before we do, I already have some racing news to bring you because there's been a couple of interesting storylines cropping up this week over in the IBU Cup. Uh, First up was a a little bit of a shock, in my opinion, as Sweden's Stina Nilsson was demoted back down to the IBU Cup after just one weekend of racing. She did struggle last week, to be fair, missing a lot of targets, but the ski speed was, uh, was promising, was stronger than some of her teammates. Um, although when you see who's replacing her, it is Johanna Scottheim um, replacing her over there at the World Cup. And maybe that does make sense because uh, Schottheim, of course, had an amazing uh, start to the season last year and uh, maybe a bit more reliable, especially in the uh, in the relay team. Unfortunately for Stina, it wasn't too rosy for her today in the IBU Cup. Uh, she looked fairly good in super sprint qualifying, missing two, but skiing very strongly only to go on and miss eight targets out of 20 in the final. She finished down in 19th of the 30 starters. Uh, so not not great there for uh, for the Swede, but hopefully uh, she'll bounce back. It was uh, a great day, though, for Linda Zingali. The 19-year-old Italian was taking the win over in Scherson. Uh, she had three medals, of course, last year in the Youth World Championships, and things are looking pretty good for the future of uh, Italian Biathlon, especially with the uh, the rumours around Dorothea Vera. Good to know that someone's ready to step up. Another surprise starter, a uh, little bit of a surprise anyway, over in Schoesen was Philip Fjeld Anderson. Um, obviously, he got that ninth in last week's sprint, but also uh, went down into the IBU Cup ranks after Sivert Backen's even better performances uh, meant that he retained his place. Um, Anderson, though, responded in pretty much the best way possible. He beat Erlen Bjontegaard, who's also uh, trying to find his way back up into the World Cup. Uh, they were one and two in the men's super sprint. Uh, Philip Anderson taking the win there after two misses. Uh, so, yeah, a couple of demotions, but also a couple of promotions to look out for in the World Cup races. Uh, both French, I think the biggest names. Eric Perrault, uh, who was another medalist over at last year's uh, Youth World Championships. Uh, he returns to the World Cup. He had just one appearance last year over in Ostersund at the end of the season. Uh, so good to have him back. Uh, Caroline Colombo as well, also making the step up. She looked really good last week, of course, in Idra and uh, gets to take her place back up at the top table after those performances. So that's the IBU Cup, but let's get into the predictions for the World Cup. And it's going to be pretty interesting tomorrow because we are looking at a cold, cold day over in Sweden. Temperatures looking like they might be around minus nine at the 
at the best, really, for the women's start, and then maybe down to minus 12 for the men's. Uh, it is the women's first up, so we'll look at that first. The second sprint of the year, of course, after Hannah Erberg took last week's race ahead of Anais Chevalier and Marta Olsbrew-Roisland. Despite that win, though, Hannah not the favourite uh, for tomorrow's race, as Elvira Erberg's amazing ski speed propels her to the top of the odds. She's at 10-3. to 3. Hannah then comes in joint second favourite with Marta Reuschland, both of them at 5-1. to one. Tyrell Ekhoff uh, fourth at 8-1. to one. Of course, Ekhoff's an interesting one. She has some good memories of, uh, of the old severe cold uh, temperatures after she took the win in Canmore a couple of years ago. It was closer to minus 20 when those sprints had to be cancelled, but she took the win in the short individual. Be a very interesting race for Ekhoff as well, because she is going off in Group 4 all the way back at bib number 111. Uh, so she's going to know exactly what's needed when she takes to the tracks. Um, and if anything, the temperature looks like it's going to drop as the race goes on. So the tracks might be uh, might be getting quicker as the skiers head off. Obviously, Ekhoff's going to be hoping for that. Um, so yeah, something to keep us interested all the way until the end. Uh, at the other end of the race, though, it's bib number one for Elvira Erberg. If last year's opening back-to-backs in Contiolati are a bit of a measuring stick to go on, though, things could be looking good for Elvira. She missed three in week one a year ago and then came back to miss just one in the second week, getting her first podium in the process. Last week, she missed two. So if she improves by two again, then it's definitely going to be a win, I'd imagine, if she can carry on her ski speed. However, as I say, she is going to be leading off the field with bib number one, and that's never an easy place to be especially for a young athlete like Elvira is as well. Won't have the knowledge of what others are doing around her. So it will just be a case of going fast and doing what she can in the range. And that could really go either way. Uh, Maybe that that takes a bit of the pressure off and uh, and frees her up, not knowing what her competitors are doing. But it's going to be tough. I don't see it happening from bib number one, I'm afraid. So I am backing Hannah for her second win of the season, back-to-back in tomorrow's race. She's starting 16, which is a nice place to be. She's got Marieda, who's been skiing quite nicely as well, to target. She's just going to be 30 seconds uh, up the tracks from Hannah. And really, she just looks so good in that sprint that it's really hard to to back anyone else. If she brings that form into uh, tomorrow's in front of the home fans, of course, again, then I think that might propel her around. Shooting clear, good skiing. It's going to be tough to beat her. She did mention, actually, after that win, uh, all the attention being on Elvira um, after after she took that win on Sunday. So maybe there's a little little something there. Might be spurring her on, giving her a bit more motivation to take these victories. Uh, we've seen before that once she gets on a bit of a roll, the results can start to snowball for her. Uh, last year, of course, she did that in Conti Alati. Uh, year before, she had that run of really good results, that run of podiums ending in the win uh, over in Pokyuka, uh in the mass start over there. So I think... It's hard to ignore the speed of Elvira, of course. She is looking incredibly quick. But I'm just back in the confidence, the experience of Hannah Oberg this week uh, of the favourites um, that are starting. Of the mid-rangers, meanwhile, I do like the look of both Hannah Sola at 20-1 to 1 and Lisa Teresa Hauser at 25-1 to 1 if the favourites stumble. Hauser may be a bit more of a long shot. She's got a fair bit of improving to do on the skis if she's to get amongst the uh, the sort of podium contenders tomorrow. Not sure that we've had the time to see a really big jump there in speed. So I'm focusing on Sola 
to be uh, the biggest threat for the podium tomorrow of those slightly longer shots, maybe even in with the chance of the win. Her skiing was good last time out, not as good as we saw it sometimes uh, last season, just shy of Hannah Erberg, but quicker than Olympic Carver and Chevalier, both finished ahead of her, of course. And um, that then was quite a big improvement over her performance in the individual the day before in terms of ski speed. So maybe just getting a couple of races in the legs, shaking off a bit of the rust uh, is means that we could see a bit another improvement from the Belarusian. Big question, of course, is going to be on the range, where she does tend to be pretty wild. Uh, last year, she was at 70% overall, uh, 70% on the stand, 69% on the, uh, sorry, on the stand, 70% on the prone. Um, but over two races, not a big sample size, but she's been a lot better. 93% in the prone, 73% in the stand. She'll have a Limbakava starting ahead of her, so Belarusian coach is there. They'll have some info for her as she comes into the range. That could help. She did only shoot clear once last year. Obviously got a World Championship medal uh, for her trouble when she did that. But I think a summer of work there could be paying dividends. Hopefully she's uh, continuing that better form with the rifle. And if it does go well on the range for her, a win isn't out of the questions and a podium's definitely possible. Um so that's uh, that's sort of my slightly longer shot, which takes us to the real long shots. And not for the win, by any means, but someone who could be looking at a big improvement, I think, is Lucy Sharvatova. It's been a good few years since we've seen her reaching the top 10. And I have a feeling tomorrow might be the day to get back there. Skiing wasn't bad at all on Sunday, and if she can hold her nerve in the range, I could see her finishing around that sort of 8th, 9th, 10th, sort of spot with a clear shoot um if you do feel similar then she's six to one for a top 10 finish uh, 150 to one for the win which i think as i say probably uh something pretty spectacular is going to have to happen for them but yeah top 10 finish lucy Sharvatova. that's uh, my pick out of the uh, out of the real long shots there over on the men's side we have joint favorites seb samuelson joining johannes at the sharp end both men Leading the field at five to two for the win, Amelia and Jacqueline third at nine to two. And before seeing the start list, I've got to say I had high hopes for Jacqueline. He was skiing really nicely at the weekend, but just like Elvira, he's drawn bib number one, and I just don't know whether that's going to play into his hands or not. We've got a wide spread with big names going from bib number one with Jacqueline all the way down to field my eight at sixty-eight, and maybe again. A bit of the pressure off. Maybe bib number one plays into Jacqueline's hand. It's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to see if he can keep it together on the range. Then there's no reason why he can't take the win. Um, but he's gonna have to beat those top two. And of the top two, the real question really is going to be down to ski speed and what shape Johannes is going to be in tomorrow. Obviously, he was. A fair bit off the pace in terms of uh, the speed that Samuelson and Jacqueline had at the weekend, but also he was recovering from that cold. He didn't use that as an excuse, but you've got to assume that it played played into it a little bit at least. Uh, so I am expecting that gap to close, but with only three days rest, it's tough to think that we'll see Burr back to back to his best anyway, just quite yet. He was playing down his chances after Sunday's race, saying that he's hoping for a podium this week. Um, but you just can't shake the feeling that he's going to want to stamp a bit of authority uh, on the season early doors, and he'll be going all out for the win. 
Despite that, I do think Samuelson has it in him to go back to back here. If he carries on with the speed, which I think he will, then potentially only Jacqueline will be near him. Knowing where the Frenchman and Johannes are starting um, in terms of pace is going to be a big help to Samuelson. He's 10 minutes behind Johannes, 21 behind Jacqueline. So Jacqueline's going to be right at the finish. And Johannes will have already gone through a fair amount of the distance. So from that, Samuelson will be able to measure his effort on the skis. And if he shoots clear, then I think the win's in the bag for him. That will be the big question. But I think he's he's got it in him to do it. After last season, of course, he took that win in the pursuit. He followed that up with a clear shoot in Hockfields and didn't have the speed that day. Uh, but I think he will tomorrow. Elsewhere, I was very disappointed by Theo Maillet's performance at the weekend, but I do like his chances this time round. Sprints aren't always his thing, but he was skiing well last week and just needs to put it together in the range. He's at 17-1 to 1, um, in the sprint, but I think it's probably the pursuit where he'll shine. Either way, I'm hoping for a big reaction over the next few days after that 32nd in the sprint on Sunday. Really disappointing from him, and he will know that if he wants to challenge for the yellow bib, he can't afford to get too far behind the leaders. For a long shot, how about Sivert Gutton backen all the way back at 66-1 to 1 for the win? Hasn't missed a shot this season and really making a name for himself already on the World Cup stage. He had a couple of races in Oberhof last year and in the sprint he shot clear again. So it's a pretty auspicious start on the range for the Norwegian. He starts at bib number 50, just five and a half minutes after Christensen. So in the same way, I was talking about Solar and Alimba Carver. Again, the coaches should have some good info to give him on the conditions um, over in the range. A win's going to be very tough at this stage of his career, although we did think that about Ligreed. I don't think Backen's in that same sort of uh, conversation. A win would be pretty special for him. But how about 20 to 1 for him to get onto the podium? Not a bad shout there, because he is looking mighty impressive so far. So what do you reckon? Can Elvira or Jacqueline take it from bib number one? If I'm honest, I am hoping for both of those, but it's definitely going to be on t- going to be a tough ask. Uh, jump onto Facebook to nail your colours to the mast. And let me know who you think will take the win. But that's not all we have. Of course, we have got those relays, and it's... Fairly sort of standard looking at the odds. In the women's race, we have Sweden as the favourites at 6-4, Norway 7-4 and France 4-1. I think it's easy to look at those three as the favourites, but as I did last season, I do like the chances of Belarus in the relays. Solar skiing well, Olympic Carver was looking really good. And then you've got the Christian Keeners as well, who weren't at their best at the weekend, it's fair to say. Um, but in the relay, takes a bit of the pressure off. You can sit in the pack a bit more. And I do like the sound of Belarus at 25-1. to 1. In the men's race, Norway, unsurprisingly, uh, with that ridiculous superstar lineup, are heavy favourites at 4-5. France second favourites at 6-4 and Sweden at 7-1. to 1. I do like the look of France at 6-4 over Norway, though. It, it's going to be tough. But we have seen Norway make a lot of mistakes in the range. Be interesting to see who lines up for Norway. Ligrid hasn't been skiing particularly well, so I'm expecting him to potentially go off uh, in the first uh, for the first leg. Then it's tough to see Johannes Darley in the team. It will probably be Christiansen. 
he's always been a steady hand in the relay. And then obviously the Burrs to uh, to back it up and take it home. France, though, Dessieux's looking great. Feel my A, tough to judge. And then Jacqueline and uh, Fabian Cloud, I expect to be in that team. Fabian Cloud's also looking really good at the moment. Uh, watch out for him in tomorrow's sprint. So I'm taking France for the win in the men's relay. Belarus for the win in the women's relay. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, if those are crazy or if the uh, it will be the favourites, Norway and Sweden, uh, taking the wins there. Anyway, I think that will do us for now. I'll be back after the racing's done to look back at all the action. Hope you enjoy tomorrow's races and those that are happening over the weekend. And I'll see you on the other side of it.